Hi all, I am going to read a book, Think Like a Monk, and the chapter is Humility, the Elixir of the Ego. The ego is two-faced. One moment it tells us we are great at everything and the next moment it tells us we are the worst. Either way, we are blind to the reality of who we are. True humility is seeing what lies between the extreme. I am great at some things and not so good at others. I am well-intentioned but imperfect. Instead of the ego's all or nothing, humility allows us to understand our weaknesses and want to improve. I am the 10th canto of the uh, Sri Madhbhagavat and Lord Brahma, the God of creation, prays to Krishna, the supreme God. He is apologizing to Krishna because in the course of building the world, Brahma has been pretty impressed with himself. Then he encounters Krishna and he confesses that he is like a firefly. At night, when a firefly's glow, it thinks, how bright I am, how amazing, I am lighting up the whole sky. But in the light of the day, no matter how brightly the fireflies close, it light, its light is weak if not invisible and it uh, realizes its insignificance. Brahma realizes that he thought he was lighting the world, but when Krishna brings the sun out, he realizes that he is no more than a firefly. In the darkness of the ego we think we are special and powerful and significant but when we look at ourselves in context of the great universe we see that we only play a small part to find it through a humility like the firefly we must look at ourselves when the sun is out and we can see clearly practice humility at the ashram, the most straightforward path to humility was through simple work, menial tasks that did not place any participant at the center of the attention. We watched huge spots with horses, uh, pulled weeds in the vegetable garden and washed down this quiet toilet the worst. The point wasn't just to complete the work that needed to be done, it was to keep us from getting a big headed. I have talked about how impatient I was with some of this work, why was I wasting my expertise picking up trash? The monks said that I was missing the point. Some tasks build competence and some build character. The brainless activities annoyed me, but eventually I learned that doing an activity that was mentally unchallenging freed space for reflection and introspection. It was worthwhile after all. Performing mundane tasks at an ashram isn't exactly uh, replicable in the modern world, but anyone can try this simple mental exercise. We used to become more aware of our ego on a daily basis. We were taught that there are two things we should try to remember and two things we should try to forget. The two things to remember are the bad we have done to others and the good others have done for us. By focusing on the bad we have done to others, our egos are forced to remember our imperfections and regrets. This keeps us grounded. When we remember the good others have done for us, we feel humbled by our need 
for others and our gratitude for the gifts we have received the two things that we were told to forget are the good we have done for others and the bad others have done to us if we fixate on and are impressed by our own good deeds our egos grow so we put those deeds aside and if others treat us badly we have to let that go to this doesn't mean we have to be best friends with someone hurtful but harboring anger and grudges keeps us focused on ourselves instead of taking a broader perspective i heard another way of thinking about this from uh, radhanath swami when he was giving a talk at the london temple about the qualities we need for self realization he told us to be like salt and pointed out that we only notice salt when there is too much of it in our food or not enough nobody ever says wow this meal has a perfect amount of salt when salt is used in the best way possible it goes unrecognized salt is so humble that when something goes wrong it takes the blame and when everything goes right it doesn't take credit in 1993 mary johnson's son lara miam byard was just 20 years old when after an argument at a party he was shot in the head of a 16 year old osia israel who served more than 50 years in prison for killing johnson probably had the most valid reason any of us can imagine for hating someone and hate israel she did eventually it struck her that she wasn't the only one hurting israel's family uh, had lost their son too johnson decided to start a support group called from death to life for others uh, mothers whose children had been killed and she wanted to include mothers whose children had taken a life johnson did not think she could deal with the mothers of murderers unless uh, she truly forgave israel so uh, she reached out and asked to speak to him when they met he asked if uh, he could hug her she says as i got up i felt something rising from the soles of my feet and leaving me after the initial meeting the pair began to meet regularly and when israel was released from prison johnson spoke to her landlord and asked if israel could move into her building unforgiveness is like cancer it will eat you from the inside out said johnson she wears a necklace with a double sided locket on one side is a picture of her with her son and on the other side is a picture of israel who says he is still trying to forgive him the pair who now live next to door to each other visit prisons and churches to talk about their story and the power of forgiveness remembering your mistakes and forgetting your achievement restrain the ego and increases gratitude a simple effective recipe for uh, humility